Begin the Gemara today on Daf Chavav Amud Aleph, about ten lines into the Yamud, where it says Tanya Rabshim Ben Alazaimer. The Gemara here continues the subject that's discussing regarding establishing a Chazaka for a Kayin. Tanya, we learned in Abraise Rabshim Ben Alazaimer. Rabshim Ben Alazaimer says, "Kishem Shetruma Chazaka Lekohana." Just like when we see a Kayin receives Truma, so that is a Chazaka. We could establish him as a Kayin. So too, if he gets Maiserishain, this is also a Chazakeh, that he's a Kayin. Then the Brayster says, Someone that he's being distributed, Trume, he's getting Trume in Bezdin, ain't a Chazakeh. That will not establish him as a Kayin. So the Gemara will ask the obvious question, if in a Bezdin we can't establish him as a Kayin, so then how, how yes? I mean, how Bezdin should verify this? Okay, we'll see soon. Oh, so let's see. Now the, the Gemara asks regarding my serishin. Chazake my serishin. The levihu. So how can you say chazake of my serishin establishes him as a kayin, but who, who does the my serishin belong to? It belongs to a levi. Just let me just uh, clarify. I, 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 the word chazaka does not go together with, with the maiserishin. It goes on before. My serishin, the levihu. The question of the Gemara is my serishin belongs to the levi. How does that prove he's a Kayan? Answers the Gemara, Kerabalaza ben Azariah. No, there is an opinion that it goes to a Kayan. Kerabalaza ben Azariah, the Tanya, Trume le Kayan, Maiserishin le Levi. Trume goes to the Kayan, but Maiserishin goes to a Levi. Divri Rabakiva, that's what Rabakiva says. And this is pretty clear in the Psukim that Maiserishin goes to the Levi. Kerabalaza ben Azariah, Maiserishin af le Kayan. Maiserishin goes for a Kayan as well. There's different opinions in the Rishainim how to understand this. From Rashi, it's mashma that the pshat is the reason it goes to the levi is because uh, to a kain that is also to a kain is because a kain is part of shevet levi. So even though it says in the Torah that the maiserishin goes to the levim, but a kain is no less than any levi, so it goes to him as well. Okay, so the Gemara is trying to say that this price that says that a kain getting maiserishin it proves that he's a kain is according to Rabbi Lazar Nazari that says that also a kain gets the maiser. But the Gemara asks on this. How could you prove he's a Kayan? All Rabbi Lazbun and Azariah said is that it goes also to the Kayan. Did he ever say that it's only exclusively for a Kayan and not for a Levi? And says the Gemara, in, yes. The, 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 later in the times of the second base of Mikdash, Maiserisha went only to the Kayan. Basa the Kansinu Ezra, after Ezra gave the Levim a knas, and the reason was because when they went up from Babel to Eretz Yisrael, and the Levim didn't come along with him, they didn't join him, so therefore he gave a knas to the Levim that they shouldn't be getting their Maiserishen, so, rather. So then, we can prove from this that he gets the Maiser, that, that he's a Kayan. Some, some, uh, huh? Why, Why what? Why the Levim didn't? Why didn't they go? The Lalari didn't go. Not only the Levim. Not only the Levim. But there was specifically connected from the families of the Levim that they didn't want to join him. Yeah. Some Rishayim actually say that even in the beginning, in the Braise, when Abu Laza says that the Maiserishin goes also to the Kayan, that that was also only part of, it's only because of Rabbi, uh, Ezra's Knas. But even Abu Laza ben Azariah agrees that Minatayre, the Levim, are the only ones that get Maiserishin and the Kayan don't, don't get anything. Okay, but I mentioned before that from Rashi, it's Mashma that according to him, According to Rav Lazar ben Azariah, the Levim uh, uh, include the Kainim, because the Kain is part of the Shevet of the Levim. Chumash calls Zanatan mentioned the Kainim from the Levim. That they're part of the Levim, correct. the Gemara, but even after this Knas of Ezra, that you should give the Maiserishin only to the Kain. But Vidilme Ikri 
Can't it be possible that it would happen that they give the Maiserishim to a Levi? After all, the Eden knew for generations that they give the Maiserishim for the Levi. So possibly over here they gave this person Maiserishim and really he's a Levi, not a Kayan. So how is this enough of a proof that he's a Kayan? So therefore the Gemara is a different shot. Amar Avchista, what we're speaking about over here is, Really we know for a fact that his father is a Kayan. We're not, we're not trying to prove that he's a Kayan. But the problem here now is, now there's a rumor that came out about him, the Ben Grusha Ben Chalutzahu, that his mother was a Grusha or Chalutza, and his father was not allowed to marry this Grusha or Chalutza, and therefore he's a Chalal. So even if he's a Kayan, but a Kayan that's a Chalal does not have most of the Allahs as a Kayan, and therefore he does not receive the Truma either. Or the Maiserishan over here, that is, a Truma Maiser. And what happened? And here they distributed and they gave in Meiser in the, by the storage house where they give out the Meiser. So now, how does this prove that he's a Kayan? Levi, to say that he's getting this Meiser because of him being a Levi, that's not the, the law of Levi. No, he's not a Levi. We know for a fact that his father's a Kayan. So, what are you going to say that even though we know his father's a Kayan, but maybe Ben Grusha Ben Chalutzu? How do you know he's a Kashra Kayan? Maybe his mother's a Grusha or Chalutzu, since there's a rumor about this. So, he could be puzzle. So, but, no, but now that we see that he's getting this Maiserisha, he can't be a Ben Grusha Ben Chalutza. Why? Sigmar explains. Needless to say, the opinion that says that Maiserisha in Azar, someone that's not allowed, to, someone that doesn't get this, uh, whether you're a Levi, whether you're a Kayin, you're not allowed to eat this Maiserisha in Bechlal. So, they wouldn't be giving him this Maiserisha if he wasn't a Kayin, because he's not allowed to eat from it. Even according to the opinion that says, that Maiserishain, even a Yisrael, anybody else is allowed to eat from this Maiserishain. But what does that mean? That means that you can feed them it. But when they distribute, when a Yisrael distributes the Maiserishain, who does he have to give it to? He has to give it to the Levi or the Kayan, and then the Levi or the Kayan could decide to share and give it to any Yisrael that wants to eat from it. But you can't uh, give it out to Yisrael. So therefore, over here, the fact that they're giving this person the Maiserishim proves that he's a Kayan. So again, the point here is that the case is, we know for a fact that he's a Kayan. Elamai could be that he's a Cholol. And because he's a Cholol, he's not allowed to eat this Maiser. The fact that they're giving him this, this Maiserishim proves that he's a Kosher Kayan. This Gemara, by the way, is the source you see from here, that a Kayan that's a Cholol loses his, not only his status as a Kayan, but even his status as part of Shevet Levi. Because if he wouldn't lose his status as part of Shevet Levi, Maiserishan, which really belongs to Shevet Levi, he, they should be able to still give him the Maiserishan. But you can't give him this Maiser. The whole question of the Gemara before is, maybe he's still getting it as a Levi. And the Gemara is answering, no, if he's a Halal, he wouldn't get it not as a Kayan or not even as a Levi either. So that's a very interesting thing. Usually we know that a Halal takes away a Kayan status to the Avedon of Mikdash, takes away his status as a Kosher Kayan. Here we see that it actually takes away his status even of, as being part of Shevet Levi, at least to some extent in this halacha here. Going back to what it said before in the Braise, When you see a Kayan, now the simple Pshat of Gemara's understanding here is, you see a Kayan getting his Truma in a Bezdin, that's not a Chazaka to know to establish him as a Kayan. If it's a Bezdin that's giving him out this Truma, and that is not enough to establish him as a Kayin, so what is a Chazaka? You can't rely on a Bezdin. The case here is completely different. 
The case over here is that you have a person, that the two brothers, their father passed away. These are brothers that share the same father, but they don't share the same mother, as Rashi here says. And now they're distributing the truma that their father had in the Bezdin. And the question is, each one of these brothers, who's their mother? Is, are they a kosher kain or not? Is their mother, was their mother a kosher woman to get married to their father? Or maybe the mother was a grusha? And they distribute, they're, they're distributing the Yerusha. Uh, again? <coughs> they're distributing the Trume and the Besdom for these two brothers. So on this, the Bryce says, Eina Chazaka. Distributing a Yerusha for two brothers, even if in that Yerusha there's Trume that they're giving out to them, that's not going to be a Chazaka to establish that both of these brothers are Kosher Kainim, meaning that their mother was allowed to marry their father and they're Kosher Kainim. Says the Gemara Pshita. Obviously, I mean, the fact that they're getting a Yerusha from their father that's a Kayan, how would that prove that they're Kasher Kayanim? Even if you're not a Kasher Kayan, but you still are Yiddish, you still inherit from your father. And says the Gemara, Mao de because I would think to say, If you have these two brothers, if Bezin is giving out this truma to both of these brothers, so that means that for the one, it's going to be given out to him that he's allowed to eat this truma, and the other brother probably is also getting the truma, and he's allowed to eat the truma. So if Bezin is allowing them to get this Yerusha, including the truma, in order to eat, so that means that their mother must have been kosher to marry their father, and their kosher to kainim. So that proves that they're kosher kainim. Kamash Malan. So therefore, the Bryce here tells me, not necessarily, Hanach Lachile and Hailezvuni. Could be one brother is getting the truma because he's going to eat it himself. And the other brother is also getting part of the Yerusha, but he's just going to sell it. He can't eat it himself. So it doesn't prove that he's a kosher kain. Going back to the Mishnah, where the Mishnah discussed whether you could use an Eid Echad, the testimony of an Eid Echad, to establish a kain as a kosher kain. So the Gemara, the, the Mishnah, they brought that uh, there's a machlokes about this. Rabbi Yudah that you cannot establish a kain to be a kain based on the testimony of an edechad. Gemara doesn't quote the whole Hamshech, but the Gemara will really focus on the Hamshech of the Mishnah. Then the Mishnah they brought that Rabbi Laza says if the status of this person was challenged, it was oided in, then you can't rely on edechad. But if nobody's sta- challenging the status of this person, you could rely on edechad. And then finally, it brought the opinion of Rabshim Gamliel that says that you could establish the status of a coin based on Eidechot. That's the Mishnah. So in the Mishnah there, it's not clear what is the difference between these opinions. Rabshim Gamliel seems to be saying the same thing as Rabbalaza, that you could rely on Eidechot, at least in a case where there's no Eidechot, there's no challenge, you can rely on Eidechot. So the Gemara now suggests, if you'll say as follows, the difference between Abshim Gamliel and Rabbalaza is, Rabbalaza brings up the situation when the status of this person is being challenged, as an irur. But maybe the difference between Abshim Gamliel and Rabbalaza is, who? who exactly is challenging the status of this person? If it's a case where it's just an Eid Echad that's challenging his status, maybe here there'll be a machlekes between Abshim Gamliel and Rabbalaza. And the Gemara explains, Rabbalaza, Savar Irir Chad. Abelaza holds, even if only one person comes and says that this person is not a kosher kayin, that's something that we have to pay attention to, to the extent that if another Eidechad will not come and say that he's kosher, we can't rely on another Eidechad. Rav Shem Gamliel Sava, however, Rav Shem Gamliel's opinion is, only if his status is being challenged by two Eidim, now I can't anymore establish his, uh, his kosher as a kayin with one Eid. But if only one aid challenges status, then another aid would be able to come 
and uh, establish a status as a kain. So that's what they're arguing about. Says the Gemara, that can't be. Because Omar Rabbi Yechanan, Rabbi Yechanan said regarding this Mishnah, everybody agrees, when it says here in the Mishnah that there's an error, an error, when you're challenging the status of a Kayan, that means that there's two Adam speaking. If just one person comes along and says, I know this guy is not a Kayan, we don't even pay attention to that. So we can't make any difference between an error of one, error of two. The, the, the expression of error here is only two. Then, then we pay attention. Otherwise, it's nothing. So the question comes back, what's the difference between Rav Shemir Gamliel and Rav Elazar? Seems like they're both telling us that we could rely on an Eid Echad when there's no Irr. And when there is, we don't rely on an Eid Echad. Ela says the Gemara, the case over here that they're arguing about is as follows. And this is a little bit of a long case, so let's, let's see. The Mukh first, it starts like this. First of all, the Mukh Siklom Bavua Dahai the Kainu. We know for a fact that this person's father is a Kain. And then the Nafakaleh called the Ben Grusha Ben Chalutzuhu. Then this rumor comes circulating about this individual that his mother was a Grusha or Chalutza and therefore he's a Chalot. And so Rashi says here we're talking about just a simple rumor. No Edus, nothing, just a rumor. And they then took him down. They removed him from his status of being a Kasher Even though usually you don't change a person's status based on just rumors. But by a Kayin, they were extra Machmer. So they took him down from his status. And then, and comes forward and says, I know there is a kosher kain. So what happened? So now they put, brought him back up. They put him back up onto the, on the status of being a kosher kain. There was only a rumor before, so we can trust an eidechot. Right? Before it says we can't trust an eidechot if there's a proper idur, but it was just a kail. So we trust this eidechot, and now he's, we consider him back to be a kosher kain. But then, now two Adam come, Vamri ben Grusha ben Chalutzu. They say that his mother was a Grusha Chalutzu, so he's, he's puzzled. So now you have two against one. So again, they took him down from the status of being a Kosher Akayin. And then finally, what happens? Again, another eight Echad comes along, and says, I know that he's a Kosher Akayin. Okay, so now what happens in the end of this whole story here? You basically have two against two. There are two Aiden said that he's apostle, and then you had one in the beginning, and then one at the end that says that he's kosher. So it's two against two regarding the status of this Kayin. Because they're saying that his mother was a Grusha, and a Kayin that his mother, that his mother married a Grusha as apostle. Now, so the Gemara explains what exactly the Machleik is of Rabbi Lazar and Abshem ibn Gamliel is. The Kulam, everybody agrees, mitzarf and Leidus. We could combine the Aid that came at the end and the Aid that came at the beginning to be one Aidus. So if, if so, it's two against two. But now, what's the question? Should we rely now on the fact that we have together two that could be machshirim to elevate him back to the status of being a kosher kain? Why not? So the Gemara explains. Over here, the concern is: Will this bring a zilusa that now people will look at Bezin with a disgraceful eye? People will say, "Look, Bezin is establishing his status that he's kosher, that he's not kosher, that he is kosher, up, down." So this brings a zilusa to the Bezin. That's what they're arguing about. Tanakamasava, the Tanakama says, once we took him down from the status of being a kosher kayan after we had the two Eidos, we're not going to elevate him again. We're afraid that this will bring people to be lightheaded to what Bezin says. Look, Bezin changes their mind. We took him down from his status, we can place him back up to his status of bring a kayin. We're not concerned that people will look at Bezin saying that Bezin changes their mind. 
And so Tesis over here points out the first time around when Bezdin took him down from the status of a coin just because of a rumor and then they established him again as a kosher kohen based on Edim, that doesn't bring us elusive to the Bezdin because the rumor is really something that's not so significant. But the second time around, after they took him down from the status of being a kohen because of two Edim, and now they're putting him back up to the status of being a kohen again, that's something which is a major change. You had a real serious psak din based on Edim, and now you're reversing that psak din, that could be a cause for Zilusit Beidina for people to say that even when Bezin seemingly is giving a serious psak, it's not necessarily final. Look, they, they, they changed it a day later. Another big thing that the older Shainim, including Rashi, speak about here in this Gemara is the concept of Trey Utre. And the, the Gemara here is saying that now we could combine the first aid and the aid later, and therefore we have now two aidists that say that he's kosher. Yeah, true, you have two aidists that say that he's kosher, but don't you have two aidists that say that he's possible? So the most you have over here is two against two. What's the Allah when you have Tereya Tereya? It should be a suffix. So why is the Gemara saying that if you combine the second aid with the first aid, and now it's two saying that he's kosher, and if we're not chayshish for Zilusa the Beidina, we could establish him as a kain again. It's a suffix. So Rashi here says that there's a cheskas kashras, that we're going to rely on the fact that he has a cheskas kashras since we established him as a, a, a kosher kain with the first aid that came. But this cheskas kashras that Rashi says is not very simple to understand because what kind of a cheskas kashras is there here exactly? Based on what? The su- what is the suffix we have? We have a suffix about who his mother was. Was his mother a grusha or was his mother not a grusha? There's no real cheskas kashras here with that question. We don't have any chazaka to establish exactly who his mother was. So Rashi is saying the chazaka is that when he was established as a kosher kain with the first aid, that creates a chazaka. How does the first aid that, that allows us to establish him as a kain create a chazaka? Oh, so the Ritva here says that the Pshat and Rashi is, even though Rashi says that we're establishing based on the Eidechal, what it really means to say is, we know that his father is a kain. And there's a chazake that his father would not marry a grusha. Because most kayanim will not marry a grusha. So once the first eight came and established him as a kosher kayan, so now we say that Mistama, that's true because his father is a kosher kayan and he wouldn't marry a grusha. That's the Ritfus Pshat. But it doesn't say it in Rashi, it says that's one Pshat. But there's other Pshatim and Rishanim as well about this. Just one more point regarding this. Taisus over here brings what we learned in the Gemara in Yavamis. That Bechlal, the halach is, any time you have Tereya Terey, even with a Chazaka. Rashi brings up that there's a Chazaka here. But we learned in the Gemara and Yavamis that even in a case where there is a Chazaka, in a case of Tereya Terey, still Medirabbanan is supposed to be Machmer. Tereya Terey, Medirabbanan, it remains a Suffolk. Even if Medirabbanan is supposed to follow Chazaka, but not Medirabbanan. So why over here are we following this Chazaka? Especially when it comes to Yichos of Akain. So Rashi, so Tesis here says that we're only using this uh, these two Edom and relying on the Chazaka to elevate him to the status of a Kayim for the purpose of him being allowed to eat Trume Bizman Azeh which is Trume Midrabanan Minatayri wouldn't be a, we wouldn't uh, elevate him back to the status of a Kayim but for the Trume Midrabanan we're lenient and we rely on the second group of Edom that relies on the Chazaka that is a Kayim that's the Pshat Miskimar according to Tesis okay let's continue Maskif Lord Ravashi Ravashi asks a question on this Pshat that the Gemara just said if this is the explanation for the Machloikis here, whether we're concerned when Bezdin is changing their psak, that it's going to bring a zilusa to the Bezdin or not. So if so, why are you giving us such a long, complicated case where it was one aid, then two aid, then a one aid again? 
So just say simple. Afila tereya tereya nami. You could say the exact same machloikas in a case where two came and said that he's possible and Bezin removed him from being a kain, and then another two came and said that he's kosher. Are we afraid that Bezin is changing their psak? So you don't have to make it so complicated. Elosa says Ravashi, this case that you brought up is actually the case that they're arguing about, but the argument is different. They're actually arguing regarding this case when you have one aid that comes to Bezdin earlier, and then at a later point there's another aid that comes. Could I combine these two one aids to be two aids together? That's really what they're arguing about. And we find other Tanoi argued about this. The Tanya will learn Nebraisah. You can't combine these two edus until they both see together. What is it speaking about? So Rashi says, this is talking about money, when a person borrowed money. So you have one aid that comes and says, I was there when he borrowed the money. Then you have another aid that was not there. But he just says, I was there when Reuven admitted to Shimon that he borrowed the money. He was mighty that he borrowed the money. So you have each aid that's telling us something else that he knows. They're not, they didn't together see the same story, Bukhlal. So the Tanakhama says that we don't trust them. They're not edus until they both saw the same thing. Rabbi Shua ben Karchai, Rabbi Shua ben Karcha says, No, Afila, Bezeh, Achazeh. Even if they come and saw different things, he saw that he borrowed the money, he saw later on that he was mighty, that he owes the money, they can still be combined as one edus. That's one argument there. Another argument is, The Tanakhama says that their edus will not be accepted in the Bezden. So before we were discussing what they saw, now it's discussing the, the testimony that they give in Bezdin. So the Tanakhami are saying that their, their edus will not be accepted unless they actually give the testimony, they come together to the Bezdin. Rav Nasan says, no, they don't have to come together. We can listen to the words of an Eidecha today. His friend, the other aid, comes tomorrow, any other day. We hear the words of the other aid, and then we can combine the two. So we see right over here in the second part of this b'raith that there's an argument about this. When you have an Eid Echad and then another Eid Echad coming at different dates, could I combine their words? And that's the Machlaikis before, between Rabbi Shem Gamliel and Rabbi Loza as well, regarding elevating the status of a Kayin to be a proper Kayin, if I'm using the words of one Eid and another Eid, even though they didn't come to the Bezin together. woman that was captured by Goyim, al Momin, because of money matters. She owed them money and she didn't pay. So what did they do? They came and they, they captured her. So then Mutaris Labayla should be allowed to go back to her husband, which means we're not concerned that these guy that captured her had any relation with her. And the reason is, why did they capture her? They captured her in order to get the money out of her. They don't want to mistreat her. They don't want to abuse her because then they're afraid that they might not get her money. So we could trust that she's cautious, she's, she's tired, and she go back to her husband. If they captured her and they, they want to kill her, that's why they captured her. So then they're not, they don't care, they're not careful with what they do with her. And then if she did get released, she'll be asked to go back to her husband. Okay, so Taisis over here discusses this and uh, Taisis says that when it says over here that she's mut to go back to her husband, that includes even to go back to her husband, the Kayan. Even though usually by a Kayan, Ba'inus, even Ba'inus, if she had a relation with someone else, she wouldn't be allowed to go back to her, to her husband. But over here, we're not afraid even for this Ainus, and she can go back to her husband. Okay, let's see the Gemara. So when the Mishnah here said that she was captured because of a money matter, 
So then she can go back to her husband. But Loishanu, that was only said, If it's a time period when the hand of the Yidin is stronger, they have control over the Gaim. So then the guy that captures this Yid is afraid that if he's going to mistreat this Jewish girl, so then the, the Yidin that have control here are going to, be, are going to make sure that he's not going to get his money. They're going to punish him. So he's very afraid. He's, he behaves properly with this, with this girl that he captured. But if the hands of the Goyim is stronger on them, meaning on the Yidin, so then, even if the, this, this girl, was, or this woman was captured for money matters, but nevertheless, they're not afraid of the Yidin, and even in such a situation, they could mistreat her, and therefore, she can't go back to her husband. So, so Rav asks on this, it says in the Brice of the following story. They said a story about this Jewish girl. That Aiden came and said that she was taken as a mashkin. In other words, not even that she was necessarily captured. But she sort of owed money to a certain guy. She didn't have what to pay. And she didn't even have a collateral. She didn't have a mashkin to give either. She gave herself as a mashkin, to, to hold on to her until she's going to pay up the loan. This is a story that happened in Ashkelon. And after this, all of her family distanced her. They didn't want to have any relation with her. And they damned them. However, the Adam that came and said testimony that she did this, that she gave herself as a mashkin, they themselves also testified, I suffer her, she was never secluded with a guy. She never had any relationship with a guy. So we have Adam here. So now the Chachamim said to her family, why aren't you trusting this? If you're trusting the Edim, that she was taken, that she gave herself as a mashkin to these Goyim, so trust the Edim as well, that say that she never had any relation with the guy. And if you don't trust these Edim, that she wasn't secluded with the guy, she had no relation with the guy, so then you, that means you don't trust these Adam. So don't trust the Adam at all. Don't trust this that they say that she gave herself as a mashkin to the guy. That's the story that happened over here. The Rishayim point out that this is taka very unusual. Why, in the, why would the Bnei Mishpacha not trust these Adam? Not only that, when the Chachamim tried to convince the Bnei Mishpacha to trust Adam, the Chacham didn't simply say, you got Adam here. What more do you need? Adam is the best proof. They came with a whole pilpul that you should trust them like with Amigo. If you're trusting the Adam for the fact that they got... That, that she gave herself as a mashkin, you should also trust this, that she didn't become Tommy. Why do they speak in this, in this way? So the Shainim say that the story must have been that these Edom were not kosher Edom. These Edom were Kravim, Psulim, people that uh, were not kosher Edom. So therefore the, the family didn't want to accept the Edos. So on that the Chacham said, listen, if you're accepting the Edos for this, that she was taken as a mashkin, so you should also trust them for this, that she remained pure. So now the Gemara asks from this, and what Rav Shmuel Rav Yitzchak said before. Ashkelon was a, was a place in Eretz Yisrael where the Goyim had control over Yidin over there. Now she says, Ashkelon is part of Eretz Plishtim. It's not even part of Eretz Yisrael. Which is interesting because really, Ashkelon is part of Eretz Yisrael, but in other places it says, this is actually a thesis in the beginning of Gittin, he says there that when the Yidin came to Bavel the second time, when they came to Eretz Yisrael, they didn't conquer Ashkelon. Ashkelon is all the way down to the south. So really Ashkelon in the borders of the Torah is part of Eretz Yisrael, but they didn't conquer it. So therefore it didn't, it didn't become part of Eretz Yisrael. And besides that, Rashi says, this story happened after this, the Golas of the second base of Mikdash. So therefore there were many Goyim in Eretz Yisrael, so the, the Goyim had control there in Ashkelon. Now what does it say over here? 
Now the Gemara is going to point out, really the case in this Braise is unlike both of the cases in the Mishnah. What it's saying over here is, we're speaking about a case of Hurano. What's the unique thing about Hurano? So Rashi explains, before we were speaking about a woman that was captured. Against her will, whether she was captured because of money matters, whether she was captured because they wanted to kill her. But either way, she was captured. Over here, Hurano means she on her own... On, on a, with her own choice, she went and gave herself as a mashkin to this uh, to these guyim over here, right? So what does it say over here that in such a case, when she gave herself over with her own will, and she said that you can hold on to me until this and this date, and I'm going to pay up my loan, and if I don't pay up my loan, so then you can keep me, sort of, right? So then, in such a case over here, we say that because the guyim had control over her, so therefore we're cons- we're, we we uh, if we if we have adim, so what did the brayse say? If we have Edim, so then we can trust the Edim that nothing happened to her. But if we don't have Edim, so then we can't. We can't trust the, the Goyim that they didn't have any relation with her because she gave herself over to them. She said, I belong to you. I belong to you because I can't pay you. So in such a case, without Edim, we definitely will be concerned that the Goyim are taking advantage of her. But but if so, it seems that if it would have been a case where she got captured and she wasn't by her own, own choice, but she was captured against her will, so then in such a case, we would not need Adim to come and testify for us that she's pure. In such a case, when the guy captured her against her will, they'll be afraid to touch her if they're doing this for the reason that they're trying to get money out of her. Again, the point is, if she gave herself with her own will, so then that was the whole point. She gave herself as a mashkin, so the guy feel like we can do with her whatever we want. She belongs to us. But if she was captured, so in such a case, if, it was, if it's for money purposes, the guy that are capturing her against her will are afraid to touch her. And what are we speaking about even in a city like Ashkelon where the Gaim have control? So this goes against what Rav Shmuel Barav Yitzchak said before, that in a place where the Gaim have control, then they're not afraid to touch her. Says the Gemara, no, not necessarily do you have to make this kind of distinction. The same Allah would be even if she was captured and not that she gave herself as a mashkin with her own will. But we can't prove anything from this b'raise in this detail because the story just happened to have happened this way, that she gave herself as a mashkin. But Allah would have been the same even if she was captured against the will, that in a case where the Goyim have control, that they're not afraid to mistreat her. Okay.